0: We are not here to do things perfectly, but we are here to learn from each other and to grow with lots of self love and compassion along the way. Let's get started. Hey there, welcome back to the Room to Grow podcast. And today we are going to be addressing something I have become increasingly passionate about over the last couple of years, which is to stop apologizing so much. And hear hear me out on this because. the first thing that came to mind when I was putting this episode together was that there is a bit of a running joke that Canadians are always saying, sorry. (laughs) And while there can be some truth to that stereotype occasionally, uh, this runs way deeper across all countries and nationalities, especially amongst women, especially amongst women. And the research backs this up. Like research shows that women are more likely to apologize in their daily lives than men. We just are. And part of this seems to be that women may be more socially attuned to what is acceptable versus unacceptable behavior and therefore what is more deserving of an apology. So men seem to have a bit of a higher threshold for what kinds of situations or behaviors would actually constitute an apology, which is super interesting to me. Um, but that would be another another separate topic for a separate day. But apologizing compulsively tends to be seen as a weakness, especially at work or in relationships. I, I mean think about if, if you know someone who or maybe maybe you're thinking of yourself in this situation, if you're thinking about um somebody who apologizes all the time. All the time. Like it's it's practically every other word out of their mouth. At some point, doesn't that apology also start to feel like not a real apology? Like when we apologize constantly, it takes away from true, sincere, heartfelt apologies. Does it not? It's Kind of like the boy who cried wolf, right? When we're saying sorry all the time, then when there's something really significant to actually truly be sorry for, does the sorry mean as much? To me, it it feels like it wouldn't feel quite as genuine, right? I mean, it can also, when we are also apologizing constantly... It can kind of come across as submissive, um, maybe giving away your power, like someone who, someone who doesn't know what they want or how to ask for it. It can suggest a lack of confidence. It can also be kind of a habit formed out of anxiety too. That can also be part of it. And this isn't to say, I want to, I want to stress with this, with this episode, when an apology is needed and deserved, you should be the first person to step up and apologize. assuming that you mean it, assuming that you mean it. I was always told that, you know, you don't say sorry unless you mean it. And I've always tried to live by that uh, fairly closely, that I I will think about it sometimes. There were There have been times where, like in in a relationship, I if if my partner was giving me a hard time about something, but I felt that I was in the right, I would actually say, I can't apologize for that because I'm not sorry that I did it. And these are the reasons why. And then that would just open a different discussion. And then if we got to a point where something was pointed out where I was like, no, you know what? Like that, that was shitty of me. I would absolutely then apologize. But if I don't mean it, I don't want to, apologize for it because it doesn't feel real to me. It doesn't, it doesn't feel authentic. Um, I know that that, that, that I feel like that word is getting overused a lot lately, but it, it really doesn't, it doesn't feel genuine and heartfelt. If you're just saying sorry, just because if I'm saying sorry for something, I need to really mean it. And that isn't to say that there've all been, there've still been all kinds of times where I actually caught myself. What would trigger this entire episode for me was that somebody sent me an email. I don't even remember what it was about. They were reaching out for something. And I took about 36 hours to get back to them. And when I was writing a reply, I was starting it with, sorry for the delay. And I actually stopped myself. (laughs) I had a moment with myself, and then I erased that sentence. Because I thought, no, it's 36 hours. It's, It's 36 hours. And this is not a life or death situation. And it's okay that it took me 36 hours. Like, that's acceptable. That's not an absurdly long period of time. If it had taken me two months to get back to them, yeah, I'd probably apologize. Be like, okay, you know, I, this totally fell by the wayside. I'm so sorry. It slipped through, it slipped through the cracks. Whatever the situation is, uh, not making excuses, just being real about whatever may have gone wrong. But 36 hours, you don't need to apologize for taking 36 hours to get back to somebody you, you have a life. We actually, I kind of touched on this, um, sort of in a roundabout kind of way with Tuesday's episode about digital detoxing, right? So if you are purposely taking some more time away from your phone, which I strongly encourage, um, then you don't need to apologize for that. You don't need to, to justify that and justify your actions or decisions to somebody else. If you take 36 hours or 48 hours or whatever to get back to someone, you don't need to first say you're sorry and then launch into some long-winded explanation about how you're taking time away from your phone and you're trying to be more mindful. The other person on the other end probably doesn't care that much. Or maybe they're going to be encouraged by the fact that you took a little bit longer to get back to them and realize that that is acceptable without you ever even having to actually address it. If you take like 36 hours or 48 hours, however long to get back to somebody, You might actually, in some roundabout way, be giving that other person permission to take a little bit longer with their emails too, and to take more time away from their phone. That could be a stretch. It depends on, it depends on how perceptive the person on the other end is, but really this can be, this is so, this is such an interesting topic to me, especially because we as women tend to be much more likely to do this. We, we just, we are so much more likely to apologize for even really small things, like really small things. Something else that came to mind when I was thinking about this was dealing with stress too. Like if you are under some really stressful circumstances right now, you don't need to justify your situation or apologize to people for being a little bit behind or showing up differently than maybe you have in the past. You might've just gone through something super significant that has practically changed you as a human. And we've, we've talked about this before too, that sometimes other people aren't going to like that. Other people expect you have, have known you to be a particular person and have almost put you in like a little box. And if you change in any way and you start to step outside of that box, it can be very unsettling for people. And they're kind of looking at you going, what the hell's going on? Who who are you? This isn't this isn't the the agreement that we made, basically. And sometimes that can make you feel like you need to apologize. And you don't need to apologize for that. I, I almost want to just give you permission here because sometimes sometimes that's all we need. It's like we need somebody to write us a permission slip to actually realize, hey, you know what? I don't need to apologize for that. And to be unapologetic about certain aspects of your life. Sometimes I find that this can also go hand in hand with feeling the need to offer explanations for people too. For example, if you're saying no to something, you don't need to apologize for saying no. And you also don't need to justify your no. I have been so guilty of this in the past too. And I'm trying really hard and and I've been improving slowly, but it's still a practice that this entire concept that no is a complete sentence. No is a complete sentence. You don't need to explain all the reasons why you, you can't do uh, the school fundraiser or something. They were never watched bad moms <laughs> and they were there. This was kind of a topic where they were kind of being asked to, um, that movie's so funny. If you haven't watched it, I highly recommend it. They were being asked to volunteer and all these things. And the, the mom, I think Mila Kunis just said no. And everyone was taken aback because what do you mean? No. And she didn't justify it because she didn't need to. And we need to kind of take a page out of that for our own lives. Like we don't need to offer people huge, long-winded explanations or justifications as to why we are saying no. No is no. That's it. Sometimes an apology can actually almost be a reflex too. I've, I've definitely experienced this where I feel like for some people, this can be really common in relationships too. Um, where something like, even if somebody tells me that they have a bad day, my go-to in the past, and this could be anybody, I mean, not just like a relationship, but if somebody in the, in the past told me that they had a bad day, my go-to was to always say that I was sorry. Like why I didn't make their day bad. (laughs) Why am I so sorry about it? Instead something like, uh, saying, why don't you tell me about that? Would you like to talk about it? What happened? Is there anything I can do? Something like that is, is seems to be like, it's a much more appropriate response than saying, sorry, like, Oh, I'm sorry. You had a bad day. You, you can be sorry, I guess, but it's not your fault. And it would frankly probably be more constructive for you to help that person talk it out as opposed to just being sorry. Right? If you didn't do anything to cause their day to go awry, then there's no need to apologize for that. Another one that comes to mind is the I'm sorry, but no, if you're following the I'm sorry with a but, then it's probably not a real apology. And then we need to circle back to, well, an example of this would be something like, uh, I'm sorry, but I don't have the energy to cook tonight you don't need to be sorry. You don't have the energy to cook tonight. Maybe you had a really long day. Maybe you had a really stressful day. Maybe it's been a tough week. Maybe you haven't gotten much sleep this week. That's fine. That's okay. You don't need to apologize for that. And if you're, if you're starting a sentence with, I'm sorry, but blank, fill in the blank with whatever you want to fill it in with, then it's not going to be a genuine apology. So then I'm circling back to are, then then when you have a real apology, is it going to be as meaningful? If you're dropping the "I'm sorry buts" all over the place, then when you really are truly sorry and, and you're apologizing for something from the bottom of your heart, it's not going to mean as much. It's not going to be as meaningful. Flip the script here. Would you expect an apology for everything that you apologize for? Like, so for example, I'll go to a friend's house and they immediately apologize for the mess. Often when I don't even see what whatever mess they're talking about. Like sometimes I've had friends apologize to me for the mess in their house, and I'm like, my God, your house is cleaner than mine. It's like, what are you apologizing for? And but I'm guilty of the same thing. It's it's sort of it's the one thing, one of the things from my perfectionist tendencies, my deep-rooted perfectionist tendencies, that seems to be a harder habit to kick but I've definitely gotten better about it. I'll actually catch myself sometimes. Now, If a friend comes over kind of more unexpectedly, if I haven't, if I haven't had time to clean up or whatever, I will stop myself. And sometimes it still slips out, but I will stop myself from saying, I'm sorry for the mess or whatever. You know, like when, when we flip the script on this, it's like, how dare you show up unexpectedly at someone's house to bring them a meal because they've had a tough week at work and have a sick kid at home, but damn it, their house better be spotless, right? Like (laughs) it's ridiculous when we think of it that way, but how many of us are, are apologizing for all of these things in our lives that are mostly meaningless, that don't actually change who you are as a human being. They don't determine whether or not you have a good heart. They don't determine whether you are a kind human being, right? But we're apologizing for, for this shit that doesn't matter. So I've got some tips on how to stop apologizing so much. The number one is to pause. This, this is easier in situations where you don't have to respond immediately, like email or text or something. Sometimes in real time, it's, it's tougher. Like it's, it's tougher in person, but it's a practice just like anything else. And there is power in the pause. There is huge power in the pause. I actually have an entire podcast episode coming up on the fact that there's power in the pause (laughs) because that can be applied to all kinds of different situations, but especially when we are trying to break the habit of apologizing all the time. So pause, encourage yourself and, and just allow yourself to pause really, really powerful there. The second one is to say thank you instead because it shows gratitude and appreciation, which is much more positive for both parties. So if you If you show up late, for example, thank that person for waiting for you and for being patient with you while you were stuck in traffic or whatever. I mean, don't show up late all the time, but you know what I'm saying. Like that's just one example, but saying thank you instead. If you are late, uh, late for dinner and your, your spouse has made dinner, thank them immensely for making dinner. Thank you for keeping dinner warm for me while, while I kept you waiting. Thank you for being so patient. There's all kinds of different scenarios where we can apply this gratitude and saying thank you instead of sorry. It's really interesting when you start to look at the situations where you typically would say sorry when it's not something that would necessarily require an apology. Um saying saying thank you and and adding in that thank you instead is so powerful. It's really interesting how much that can change the dynamic and also just makes the other person feel so much more appreciated too is really really powerful. The third one is to get comfortable with and embrace your imperfections. So, for example, the messy house, the crazy unwashed hair, the rushing to catch the elevator before the door closes, the being in sweats, the spilling coffee on your shirt on the way to work. None of those things particularly warrant an apology. None of them. Like how many times have you gone rushing to catch the elevator and It holds people up for an extra, I don't know, like five seconds because then the door has to close again or fully or whatever. And you, you either say sorry, or you're thinking it at least in your head. If it's, if it's a room full of strangers, maybe you're not actually saying it out loud potentially, but that is sort of instinct. At least it has been for me in the past or somebody, again, somebody shows up at your house and you're like in your, your messy, not nice sweats. You're like, oh, sorry, I'm in my sweats. or No, you don't need to apologize for that. So just get comfortable being imperfect. That's, that's a huge part of what this entire podcast is about. So getting comfortable being imperfect is also going to help you to stop apologizing so much because you start to realize that those things don't actually warrant an apology. Number four is to know exactly what you're apologizing for and mean it. I know I kind of addressed this earlier too but don't take on what isn't yours too like if there's something that truly warrants an apology by all means do it and and mean it truly mean it but don't apologize for the role that others might play in a situation so I was trying to think of of an example of that but basically what I mean by that is if um if if there's a situation where Maybe it's like, like a group, a group project at work or something like that. And a bunch of you messed up. (laughs) Maybe a bunch of you got numbers wrong on a chart or something like that. By all means, apologize for your part in it, but you don't need to apologize for everybody else, right? Unless you're like the CEO of a company and then the responsibility of something really significant falls on your shoulders. Then yes, you might, you might be responsible for apologizing publicly, for example, for something that the company messed up on for sure. That's just, that's kind of part of the role of being a CEO. But if we are talking about kind of smaller, less, less significant, uh, situations, apologize for your role in the situation, but you don't need to take on someone else's role and apologize for them because then you're doing both yourself and the other person a disservice. So make sure that if you are going to apologize, you're owning your role in it and you mean it when you apologize. So don't apologize unless you truly mean it, but you're apologizing for you and you alone, not somebody else. And the fifth one is to pay attention, pay attention. When you catch yourself apologizing, take a mental note or observation. Like did the situation actually warrant an apology? Why did you apologize? Is it because of particular people you were around? Were you especially nervous or stressed? Sometimes there's people in our lives that we are much more likely to be kind of on edge around and we feel the need to apologize much more than with others. So that's something to to really start to examine more closely as well. Just going to go through those really quickly again. So how to stop apologizing so much. Number one is to pause. There's power in the pause. Number two is to say thank you instead. Number three is to get comfortable with and embrace, actually embrace your imperfections, like the messy hair, the messy house, all those things. Number four is to know exactly what you are apologizing for and mean it when you are going to apologize. And number five is to pay attention, pay attention to the situations where you find yourself apologizing either excessively or unnecessarily and see how that starts to shift your perspective a little bit. All of these are going to take some practice and repetition, but it's totally worth it. It's totally, totally worth it. Just like anything else. though, it's not going to happen overnight. So I want to give you permission to like, take your time with this and just really start to observe where you are apologizing potentially to excess and see what you are apologizing for and really make note of it so that you can start to examine maybe some of the reasons why, like uncovering that a little bit, unpacking that. And seeing why you feel the need to apologize all the time. This is powerful stuff, guys. This is really powerful stuff. I know it doesn't seem like a lot, but when you go from somebody who apologizes all the time for everything, even if there isn't anything to actually apologize for, to someone who is, who is more unapologetic into stepping into who they are and how they're showing up in the world, that is immensely powerful. Immensely powerful. So I'm really excited to hear your thoughts on this. Make sure to screenshot this, share it with a friend who you think needs it, um, and make sure to tag me over on Instagram. I absolutely love it when you guys do that. It absolutely makes my day. I'm over at Emily Goff Coach. I would love to hear from you, um, to hear if this episode resonated, if it kind of changed your opinion about anything, and make sure to, to send me a DM because I would absolutely love to hear from you. And don't forget to tune in on Tuesday because there is a very special guest coming on the podcast. Uh, It is a guest from the past who is always a huge hit and she's one of my best friends. And I'm very excited about this episode that we've put together for you guys. So I'll talk to you on Tuesday. Thanks so much for listening to the room to grow podcast today. All show notes and references can be found over at roomtogrowpodcast.com. And can you do me one huge favor before you go though? If you can take take a screenshot of this episode and tag me on social media, I would absolutely love to see who's listening and get to connect with you and thank you. And if you could leave a review on iTunes, that would go a long way and make such a huge difference. It really helps to get the word out there, get more amazing guests on the show and helps to get all of this information out to the world. Looking forward to growing with you.